Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another installment of House of Cards. This is Dave Weishat, all deep from the swamps of Jersey. You know, it seems like everyone has sports betting fever as we anxiously await the decision by the U.S. Supreme Court. And we're going to talk to Adam Small about a new player in sports betting, West Virginia. Yep, the Mountaineer State has passed a sports betting law. And I think once that decision comes down, allowing sports betting... They're going to be a huge player in the market. So to talk all about it is Adam Small from PennBets.com and NJOnlineGambling.com. So stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. NJOnlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet and check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to AdamandEve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. You've been hearing me talk about my pillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep, alleviate your sore neck and back, and the special deal you can get for my pillow through the show. Well, not only can you pick up the special deal for four my pillows when you use promo code CARDS, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the my pillow mattress. Yeah, that's right, the my pillow mattress. The my pillow mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a 120-day money-back guarantee. The MyPillow mattress is made up of three unique layers providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. It even has the luxurious Dream Soft cover, which is stain-resistant and stays cool all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link, and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. You're listening to House of Cards. Where was the house? Where was the house of cards? Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. 
You know, Pennsylvania and New Jersey are extremely important gambling states in this country, so important that they affect the states around them. One of those states is West Virginia, which is doing some interesting things with regard to gambling in their state. And to help us sort through a new law in West Virginia, we welcome back Adam Small from PennBets.com and NJOnlineGambling.com. Adam, welcome back. To be back on the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, last fall when Pennsylvania enacted its gambling expansion law, how much pressure did West Virginia feel to do something with regard to gambling in the state? I'm not sure how much pressure the whole state felt, but there was one lawmaker in particular, Sean Fluharty, who was really pushing it hard on social media in the legislature. And uh, he was a guy that I wasn't particularly familiar with before, but has, has kind of made a name for himself as a big advocate of, uh, of of online gambling and of sports betting, particularly for West Virginia, seeing that as, as I guess, part of the solution to some of the economic problems in the state and budget problems and things like that. And, uh, and so he was pushing it real hard, and I guess he was able to pick up support from the West Virginia Lottery which uh, regulates the casinos that are there in the state. And uh, between the two of them, they were able to get the legislature to, to make this thing happen. You know, for those who are not familiar with West Virginia, me included, uh, can you give us a lay of the land, what gambling looks like in West Virginia right now, and where are the casinos located in that state? Sure, yeah. So there are five casinos in West Virginia, uh, four of them are open to the public. Then there's one at the Greenbrier, which is a, a really fancy five-star resort kind of in the middle of nowhere that uh, that has a casino only for guests of the hotel. The other four are really all around the state. There's one in Charlestown, West Virginia, which is close to Washington, D.C., maybe an hour away in the eastern panhandle of the state. There are two in the northern panhandle of the state, close to Wheeling, West Virginia, which is about an hour west of Pittsburgh. And then there is one right outside of Charleston, the capital, which is kind of in the middle of the state. And so uh, five total casinos, four open to the public. Uh, all of them are pretty new. I think the first ones opened in 2008. So there wasn't really any casino industry. I actually grew up in Charleston and... Uh, and there were no casinos at all there when I was living there. I left in 1999, and, and really the casinos have come in quite a bit more recently. But they've become a big uh, a big part of, I guess, the state's plans overall. And uh, and it looks like the state's looking to do more. You know, reading your great article in uh, PennBets.com, it looks like you know when we talk about brick and mortar casinos, that West Virginia is just the biggest competitor to Pennsylvania as New Jersey is. Is that kind of a fair assessment? I wouldn't say it's it's just as big of a competitor, but it's uh, it's definitely a competitor in some key markets, and particularly in the Pittsburgh area. There are now a couple of casinos in Pennsylvania in the Pittsburgh area as well, but uh, those two casinos up in the northern panhandle of West Virginia were there before any of the Pittsburgh area casinos were open. There was a racetrack, but no uh, no actual table games or anything like that. And so uh, they did attract a lot of Pennsylvania customers, and there are a lot of lot of people from Pittsburgh and around there in the databases of those two uh, facilities. And yes, it's definitely heavily competitive for that for that metro in the Philly area, which is obviously a bigger bigger metropolitan area. You've got more of the people kind of playing around Philly and in Atlantic City and in uh, I guess Maryland Live and places like that. But, uh, but yeah, definitely around Pittsburgh. A lot of people are going over to West Virginia still to gamble. You know, when we talk to anyone in, in the gambling world nowadays, it seems that the first thing they talk about is sports betting. And West Virginia just became a very important player in the sports betting world. What exactly happened very recently with regard to West Virginia and sports betting? Sure, yeah. So um, West Virginia became the first state in 2018 to pass a sports betting law. And this is something that a few states have already done. Uh, there's a sixth state overall to have done it uh, first this year. But uh, around 20 other states are actually considering doing it. It seems like there's a new one popping up every week, a new bill coming into play in, in states all over the country, really. And what these states are doing is preparing for a future where there is no longer the federal law PASPA, the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, which prevents these states from having legal and licensed sports betting. Uh, this law passed in 1992, and it basically 
for all intents and purposes, prohibits everybody except Nevada from having uh, legal sports betting. It actually names four states in the law, but the other three don't have a full suite of sports betting options. They'll have something simple like Super Bowl squares or uh, or like lottery pools or something like that, but they don't have actual single-game wagering where you just bet on whatever team to win. So Nevada's really the only place you can do that now. New Jersey had a chance to do it when the law originally passed, but never passed sports betting legislation. And since then, they've decided they wanted to do it. So they're challenging PASPA in the, in the United States Supreme Court. We're expecting a finding in that case. Could be any day now. And, uh, and when that finding comes out, if PASPA gets overturned by the Supreme Court, which a lot of people believe will happen, all of these states that have passed sports betting legislation will be able to start offering uh, sports betting very soon, as, as long as their state regulators are ready to, to oversee that. And so in states like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and now West Virginia, as well as a few others, uh, sports betting could be a thing that's happening in casinos or in legal establishments by later this year. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and I just want to take a moment to talk about our friends at PenBets.com. You know, Pennsylvania recently legalized online gambling, so it won't be long before the first online gambling sites start launching across the Keystone State. So if you want to be a player in Pennsylvania, you need a place to go to stay on top of the latest developments. And that's why you need to check out PenBets.com. PenBets.com is led by industry experts and provides the most in-depth coverage of this new and exciting online gambling market. News, reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker. At PenBets.com, you'll have everything you need to navigate the Pennsylvania online gambling scene at your fingertips. Where can you play? What's the latest game being offered? Which casino is running which site? You'll find these answers and much, much more at PenBets.com. Pennsylvania is a new market for online gambling, and things happen fast. So you need a resource that's reliable, insightful, and most of all, trustworthy. And that's PenBets.com. That's P-E-N-N-B-E-T-S.com. Stay ahead of the game with PenBets.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Join us online at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Because the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless... When that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Been practicing this speech a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishadow with you here. For those of you just joining us, I'm talking with Adam Small from PenBets.com and NJOnlineGambling.com. Now, now I know New Jersey's uh, law is the sports betting is confined to casinos and racetracks. Is that the same thing with regard to West Virginia's law? Do they have a similar provision with just like New Jersey's? Correct, yes. Uh, The the state's casinos would be the only places that would be able to offer betting on sports. Uh, It does seem that online is also a part of this. So there'd be an expectation that there would be online sports wagering as well, but uh, almost certainly just through these casinos licenses, not through new additional licensees. Now, I know the former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, said that once the Supreme Court decision allowing sports betting is handed down, Jersey can start taking bets within two weeks, I think he said. How quickly can West Virginia implement sports betting once a decision allowing sports betting is released? I would say not as quickly. Uh, I also am I'm skeptical of, of New Jersey's claims that yeah. they can do it that fast as well. Uh, I, I also recently spoke to the CEO of, of Mammoth Park, who is, is very optimistic about that timeline, too. And, of course, those people are in this day-to-day and, and know what they're talking about. I just I feel like there are going to be some, some hiccups along the way. And it, sort of, it, it also depends on what the Supreme Court finding is, because... There are kind of there are several different ways this case could go. Uh, one of them is that PASPA gets overturned completely. Mm-hmm. In that case, we'd be looking at a situation where these states would be uh, creating a regulatory system for sports betting. And, that, and that's that's, be- that's best case scenario right there. If PASPA is unconstitutional and everyone can do whatever they want, right? 
Correct. Yeah. I mean, that that would be the situation that all these states are preparing for. And it's also the only finding that would benefit states like Pennsylvania and West Virginia in this case. Um, but and if that happens, I think we're looking at a period of at least a few months where these states are setting up their regulatory systems and their regulations and sort of getting everything ready. Although in some states it could be faster than others, depending on, on how much preparation they've done to this point. Uh, in New Jersey, it's a little bit different because uh, there's the option in the Supreme Court that some people call the narrow repeal or partial repeal, where PASPA is not overturned, but the Supreme Court rules that the New Jersey law, which was passed in 2014 and allows for a uh, basically a non-state regulator in the state, uh, that, that they might rule that that option is actually fine and they keep PASPA in place but allow New Jersey to proceed with their plans in which case New Jersey would be using a sort of an industry group to self-regulate, which is probably, in my opinion, going to run into some some other legal challenges. But, um, you know, what they're saying and and what the optimists in New Jersey believe about this is that uh, that they can start taking bets very quickly because Mm -hmm. this association that is set up to regulate the the casinos already exists and, and is kind of ready to go with this and was actually ready to go years ago before this whole case started. And so um, under that under that scenario, and I know I'm not alone in, in believing this, I think that there's a lot of unknown that will be coming going forward. Uh, Monmouth Park and, and places like that would like to believe and, and seem to believe that, that they'll just be able to proceed and that'll be that. But I, I think that there's a lot of a lot of different ways things could play out, and uh, and certainly for states like Pennsylvania and West Virginia, it would put a damper on uh, on their plans. Now, under that second scenario that you mentioned, that it's narrowly regu- uh, narrowly tailored toward the New Jersey law, I mean, for Pennsylvania and West Virginia, is it back to the drawing board with regard to the new sports betting law that they passed, or would they have to like massage it along and try and figure out how to fit their law into that decision by the Supreme Court? I think that what I'm hearing mostly from people to know about this is that uh, is that it would probably mean that their plans would just be shut down for now. Mm-hmm. There could potentially be other states that look at, at allowing this type of option, uh, but every state is so different. As we learn every time we hear about gambling legislation, just the debate is so different from state to state, depending on things like that state constitution and uh, and the players involved in terms of uh, who are the active stakeholders in gambling in the state and things like that. And so it's far from a guarantee that a West Virginia or a Pennsylvania would even pursue uh, private regulation of, of their industries. I think that most people believe they would not and that New Jersey is a fairly unique case, if not a completely unique case. You know, you mentioned you you spoke to Monmouth Park, and and I and, and I got to ask you this, and it, it was a rumor, and I've heard stories about it, and I, I've uh, talked to gambling writers and gambling attorneys. They were saying that a couple weeks ago, the um, Supreme Court handed down some decisions, but they don't tell you what decisions they're going to hand down that Monday. And what was heard was there was a lot of writers at Monmouth Park because they said if the decision came down that day, they were going to start taking bets, which I. Didn't, didn't think that would be possible, but some people were tweeting about it, and some people were talking about it. There was sure. no, there was no way in hell could they could start taking bets, right? When that an hour after the decision is handed down, correct? I mean, I would certainly think not. I, I, I don't uh, see how they could do it, but the rumors were out there. On the other hand, I mean, it might just be that it's actually legal for them to do so, since they're not overseen by the state. At that point, uh, it might just be that they say, well, you know, the law is the law that says we can take bets, so we're going to take them. Uh, I, I wouldn't completely rule out that outcome, although I'm, I'm, I think it's kind of a dubious claim. Uh, but I thought that Darren Robel on Twitter, the, uh, the writer for ESPN. I think, I think he was one of the guys that were there. Yeah, he's, he's been at Monmouth Park yeah. every single day that Supreme Court <laughs> findings have been handed down. Um, just in case that that's the day that, that the uh, sports betting finding comes out. And uh, and he actually tweeted today, this morning, I read, uh, he tweeted himself at Mammoth Park in the sports <laughs> bar, which is branded by William Hill and, and will eventually be the sports book. Um, he said, if the Supreme Court makes its decision today, I'm reading his Twitter right now, and allows states to make their own calls as to sports gambling, this sports bar at Mammoth Park in New Jersey hopes to be a sports book by 
by the NCAA Men's Basketball Final, <laughs> April 2nd. I, again, I, I just, I have a hard time with it. I guess it's possible, particularly, uh, I, I think, I think that there's a problem with his tweet and that he says it allows states to make their own calls, yeah. which, which would sort of signify the passes overturned, in which case, I think that we'd be looking at a state regulation in, in New Jersey, not not for things to be done by by TISWA, which is the which is the organization of, of industry people that are set up to oversee it right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, Dennis Drazen, who's the CEO of, of Mammoth Park, told me that uh, that what they would do is operate under private regulation until the state regulations are ready to go. Again, I, I just never heard of anything like that. Uh, in New Jersey, everything is always done really by the book, very carefully. Online gambling was you know, many months timeline from when they passed the law to to when the sites were up and running, and there was a soft launch, and everything was set up with with firm dates on how it was all going to work and licensing procedures. I just I find it really unlikely that the state would be cool with letting them be privately regulated in the meantime while they wait for the state regulations to be set up. I gotta tell you, it's a brilliant marketing plan. But <laughs> we're we're a national radio show, and we're talking about it right now. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> good, and, good for them. You know, I, I I fully back their enthusiasm. I'm I'm impressed by it, and I'm impressed by the uh, you know just the, the ambition and the aggression with which they're pursuing it all. Um, I just I feel like like the New Jersey Department of Gaming Enforcement is going to tap the brakes a little bit yeah. and and make sure that they get everything right so that they don't have some big problem in the months leading up to the real launch of regulated sports betting in the state. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. We'll get right back to the show, but I want to take a minute to talk to you about being genius. How would you like your coffee delivered right to your door every month, maybe two times a month? Well, now that can happen with Bean Genius. Bean Genius sells freshly roasted coffee from some of the best independent coffee roasters in the country at BeanGenius.com. And Bean Genius actually learns their customers' individual taste preferences, then suggests future coffee blends for them. Well, how do they do that? Well, this is the cool thing about Bean Genius. Over at BeanGenius.com, they use an algorithm which learns the coffee flavors you like and then pairs up what you like with the coffee that they have in stock. And it's all based upon you. Every time you order, the system learns. The system learns your preferences as you go along and order more and more coffee. And now, all our listeners can get a special offer. You head on over to BeanGenius.com slash subscription, and you'll be able to get 10% off your purchase when you use our promo code PIKE, P-I-K-E, at checkout. That's 10% off at BeanGenius.com slash subscription with promo code PIKE, P-I-K-E. BeanGenius.com, the smart specialty coffee subscription service. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Need to sell your house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman Ugg. But did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs. And we close fast. Call today for your no-obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. If your house needs repairs, you're ready to downsize, tired of renters and those rental property repairs, retiring, experiencing a job transfer, inherited a property, or just need to sell your house fast, do what thousands of satisfied Homevestor customers have done. Call Homevestors today for a no-obligation consultation at 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. We'll close fast and pay cash. 
So what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today. 866-I-WANT-UG. 866-I-WANT-UG. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guests, strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And, of course, if they are particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of Mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com. Dot com slash HOC radio info at house of cards radio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at one 855 Pro Lawyers for your confidential discussion. Again, that's 1-855-776-5299. Dinovite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. <laughs> Order a 90-day supply of Dinovite for your dog this week. We'll send you a big tube of Doggo Suds free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Suds shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Free. This week at Dynavite.com. Dynavite is nutrition. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Hey, this is Dave Weishaddle from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gingler Report for the week of March 26, 2018. Steve Wynn may be looking to sell all of his stock in Wynn Resorts. Wynn, who is the largest shareholder in Wynn Resorts with 12.1 million shares of stock, resigned last month after the Wall Street Journal reported that several women accused Wynn of sexual assault and harassment. The sale of stock would depend upon Wynn's financial situation, the prospects of a buyer, and the market and economic conditions. A federal grand jury has indicted a poker pro from California for allegedly defrauding investors out of $6 million. Syed Reza Ali Fazeli was charged with two felony counts of wire fraud when he convinced investors he would purchase Super Bowl and World Cup tickets and sell them at a substantial profit. Fazeli is also facing several civil lawsuits, but if convicted, he faces up to 40 years in a federal prison. And finally, the world's largest steak and shake has opened up in Las Vegas. The restaurant chain will take up space at the Hooters Hotel and Casino and will seat up to 200 guests. Starting April 2nd, the restaurant will be open 24 hours. After a long night in Vegas, there's nothing like a Steak and Shake burger for breakfast. And that's no joke. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishuttle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I'm talking with Adam Small from PenBets.com and NJOnlineGambling.com. Well, is there anything in the casinos in West Virginia? Are they doing anything in preparation for the Supreme Court decision? Like we said, uh, Monmouth Park is talking about it. I, I know Borgata mentioned MGM is going to build them a $7 million sports book. The new casinos yeah. are coming. And uh, have there been any statements or press releases from the casinos in West Virginia about how they're going to handle the sports betting if it's allowed? 
I have not I have not heard anything to that effect yet. And this law is still it's very, very new. Everybody I'm sure is still kind of processing what this means. And it also it happened so fast. Uh, unlike New Jersey, which has had years to think about this and prepare for this and, and been, you know, enveloped in all these all this litigation. Uh, West Virginia really just started talking about this a few months ago and now all of a sudden they have a law in place and I think I'm sure that behind the scenes the West Virginia lottery and the casinos are talking about this and figuring out um, you know all the details and how it's going to work but it's, as far as I know there have not been any public announcements yet. How different is West Virginia's law with compared to Pennsylvania's uh, gambling expansion. I know they had a section allowing sports betting. Now, I know Pennsylvania calls for a pretty big tax rate. How about West Virginia? They have something similar to Pennsylvania? It's, it's very, very different. Uh, so in, uh, in West Virginia, we're looking at a $100,000 upfront licensing fee for sports betting wow. at a 10%, yeah, at a 10, 10% tax rate on uh, gross gaming revenue, which is pretty pretty close to I guess it's not too far off of, of what Nevada does which uh, is a 6.75 percent tax on on GGR uh, West Virginia would be the next lowest at least of, of the states that have announced the tax rate some of the states that have passed sports betting laws haven't even said what the tax rate will be but in Pennsylvania the tax rate is actually set at 36 wow. percent which is um, pretty pretty absurdly high uh, it's I was thinking when I was looking at the uh, tax rates for both states. I mean, is there a chance that in the future Pennsylvania could adjust the tax rate in light of what, what West Virginia is doing? I mean, if West Virginia lowers tax rate is affecting businesses in Pennsylvania, could that convince legislators that something has to be done? Or, hey, you know what? If the casinos are going to pay, we're going to sit back and take it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, the legislature certainly can. There's nothing preventing them from doing it. But it seems very unlikely to me. Uh, Pennsylvania has already been down this road with their casinos with brick and mortar. And uh, despite how much uh, higher the rates are in Philadelphia than they are in uh, Atlantic City, which is only an hour away, the casinos in Pennsylvania have done very well. There are several of them in Philly, and, and the new one, Philadelphia Live, is going to be opening probably next year or the year after. And, uh, and it's very clear that that's a market that, that people in the industry want to be in and that all these different casinos that are in Pennsylvania, 12 now and, and 13 once Philadelphia Live opens, are, are there and operating for a reason. San Bethlehem just sold for $1.3 billion to an Indian tribe in Alabama. Uh, it's very clear that people place a high value on these properties. And uh, and I think with online and with sports betting, it's going to be it's gonna be the same thing. They've got their own unique calculus in that state that's telling them these are the rates we're going to charge and this is what's going to work for us. And, and despite a lot of protests from the industry and a lot of skepticism from people like myself. Uh, they, they've got this thing working, and, and they're the second biggest uh, gambling market in the U.S., mm -hmm. as far as I know. Now, now, I know in the other states, when the state legislators uh, draft their sports betting bills, some of the pro leagues chimed in with their recommendations of what should be in the bills. I know West Virginia oh, doesn't... Sports league. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I know West Virginia doesn't have a pro team, but as you said, Pittsburgh and Washington are pretty close to some of the casinos. Did any of the sure. pro leagues get involved in West Virginia's draft of the new law? They did. Uh, oh, the lobbyists from uh, the NBA and Major League Baseball, I don't believe the NFL or NHL were involved, but uh, Major League Baseball and the NBA had people in Charleston uh, throughout the process these last few months. But uh, from my understanding, they got involved a bit late. Mm-hmm. They only brought lobbyists to the state in really the last year, whereas uh, the casinos in West Virginia, which which have deep ties politically to uh, the state legislature and, and have for many years, were in favor of this bill as is. And so uh, the the sports lobbyists didn't really have uh, didn't really build the relationships that they needed probably in the state and didn't have the tax base behind them to uh, to really manipulate that situation the way they wanted to. And, and yet the uh, the governor of West Virginia, Jim Justice, still seems to be kind of on the fence. It's strange because the law is passed, and it would be very odd to go back after the votes are in and make a new play for something like this. But uh, Justice is out there saying that he'd like to see legislators uh, have a special session or something like that and and rethink whether or not the sports leagues get a cut. (laughs) But to me, it, it seems very unlikely that it would go down that way. I mean, these things typically happen as part of the uh, as part of the negotiation process for getting a bill passed, not as something after the fact once the law is already on the books. So, what you're talking about is the uh, integrity fee with the uh, sports yeah, league one. Uh, did, did they, uh, <laughs> which I, I love the name of it, by the way, integrity fee. It, yeah. it, so, it, is there a chance that, like you said, that would have to be written into the bill? I mean. Down the down the road, the sports teams can't come and say, you know, like in the other states, we want one percent of all the bets placed. Do you see that happening, or probably not? That's going to West Virginia is going to get away without paying the leagues. Yeah, I think West Virginia is going to get away without paying the leagues. And as of yet, no law has passed in any state with an integrity fee. And integrity fee to me, like like you said, is, is a very funny name. <laughs> it uh, it makes me think of like the protection racket, basically like, hey, you know, you need our insurance, so, you know, a fire doesn't start in your house, wink, wink. Uh, that's, that's a lot what this sounds like to me. Like, are they threatening that the games won't have integrity if they're not paid this fee? I don't think that's what they're saying. They certainly wouldn't want to say it that way. You would think that the NBA and Major League Baseball and other leagues are already investing many millions of dollars in integrity regardless of whether sports betting is legalized in the United States. So they have a very weak argument on that front. Now, they've, they've taken the argument to uh, in another direction at times and said that this is actually a right, this is actually a situation about our rights to this data, that uh, this product is ours, and if other companies are going to make money off it, that we deserve uh, a piece of that. And I think that argument will probably get them a little bit more sympathy, but it's still it's a hard sell to states. Uh, we've already got a pretty low-margin product with, uh, with a lot of kind of hands out trying to get a piece of this pie and the sports leagues as everyone knows are very very profitable and prosperous and and are just kind of trying to get a piece of something that they're not really doing anything to create they're just all they're doing is getting out of the way to let these laws pass in states where they have a lot of influence and in west virginia they just they didn't have enough influence to block it um i i don't i don't i don't really know that any state's actually going to get this i guess if i had to guess i would say probably some will at least small ones, but um, as of yet, it's been a failing, a, a failed argument for the leagues. You know, I, I did some research and I found that only two countries in the world allow an integrity free fee: uh, Australia and France, and that's pretty much it. They they allowed the sports teams to get involved in calling it an integrity fee. So I'm not sure how great their argument is going to be in this country. Yeah, it's, well, it's tough too. I mean, it's just it's really. The only the only real argument they're making is we we have a lot of sway over legislatures and we're not going to support this unless we get paid and and when you say it like that it sounds very seedy and I don't think the public uh, can really get behind arguments like that and if the public doesn't buy it then I'm just not sure that the legislators are going to be afraid of afraid of crossing them on this and the leaks also the leaks want this the leaks want these sports betting laws to pass even if they won't publicly support it it's it's good for them to have these to have sports betting out there and legal 
and uh, and they're basically they're they're offering uh, something they already want in exchange for something else they want in this negotiation. And for people who can see through that, I think I think it makes it just a very hard sell for the leagues to to get what they're asking for here. I also I'm really I'm, I'm skeptical of at, at times just why why they're doing it because I just don't think it's that much money for them in the scheme of things, even if it's somewhere in the eight figures uh, split up among all the leagues per year. It's just not very much money to these to these leagues that do multiple billions per year. So it's a little strange to me that they're they're kind of putting their credibility on the line in this way to try to get what amounts to a, a pretty small amount of money for them. You know, and also the U.S. Supreme Court case involving sports betting has the NCAA as a uh, party to it. Now, when we talk about the NCAA, and when I think of NCAA and West Virginia, I always think of that religion called West Virginia football. Did West Virginia, <laughs> yep. did, did West Virginia University have a stance on this, or did they contact the legislators and at any point in the drafting of the bill to make their feelings known on the issue? I didn't hear anything specifically about WVU in this case, uh, which might mean they've been quiet, or it might mean I just didn't hear about it. And, uh, and you know, it's an interesting question because it's not something I thought about very much. Uh, the NCAA kind of does what they have to do, which is, you know, they have to sort of maintain this image of the purity of amateur sports and all that good stuff, even though I'm just not sure how much of the public really buys it. But uh, they just, they can't really, they don't really have any avenue to start supporting uh, betting on their games. But I think as far as an individual university goes, WVU doesn't really have to take a stance on this. And clearly they didn't come out that stronger. We would have all heard more about it. And and, and Marshall as well, they've got a pretty oh, yeah. Yeah. Ma- major uh, athletic program in the state. Those are the two, uh, the two big ones who just played each other in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. a couple days ago. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. NJOnlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet and check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to AdamandEve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. You've been hearing me talk about MyPillow and the benefits of using it to get a good night's sleep, alleviate your sore neck and back, and the special deal you can get for MyPillow through the show. Well, not only can you pick up the special deal for four MyPillows when you use promo code CARDS, but now you can get $100 off your purchase of the MyPillow mattress. Yeah, that's right, the MyPillow mattress. The MyPillow mattress comes with a 10-year warranty and a 120-day money-back guarantee. 
The MyPillow mattress is made up of three unique layers, providing you the comfort and support to fall asleep and stay asleep all night. It even has the luxurious Dream Soft cover, which is stain-resistant and stays cool all night. Just head on over to MyPillow.com, click on the MyPillow mattress link, and enter promo code CARDS at checkout to get $100 off your order. Or call 1-800-319-7913 to order by phone. That's MyPillow.com, or call 1-800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS. Better sleep starts with MyPillow. You're listening to the House of Cards. I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishuttle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I'm talking with Adam Small from PenBets.com and NJOnlineGambling.com. You know, you know I, I know a lot of people are saying that once sports betting is allowed in New Jersey casinos and racetracks, online sports betting is sure to follow. I know DraftKings just opened up an office in New Jersey and, and appointed a head of sports betting. So it looks like they see online sports betting on the horizon. Has West Virginia started yeah. making plans for online sports betting if the ruling comes back favorable to sports betting? I think they have. Uh, I definitely think that online is going to be part of, of what gets done in West Virginia. I haven't heard anything to the contrary. Uh, actually, Gambling Compliance, which is an industry research firm, just re- released a free report the other day. Anyone can check it out. Their site, gamblingcompliance.com. And uh, they, uh, they did a report just analyzing the West Virginia uh, sports betting outlook. And uh, online was a huge part of their analysis. So they clearly believe that that West Virginia is going to go online, and uh, in other states, I think I think in most of the states that legalize sports betting, you'll see uh, online sports betting. And actually, uh, I, I actually just heard I think it was yesterday that West Virginia had come out and said that they wouldn't require on-site registration at casinos for online sports betting. So that kind of seems to confirm as well that, that online is part of the plans there. And, and just to clarify on that last point, uh, in the state of Nevada, there is online sports betting now, but in order to partake, you have to uh, register at an actual casino, which uh, really horribly curtails their potential there. Um, there's been talk about doing that for for online gambling in some states too, but thankfully uh, it hasn't come to fruition in any state. Basically, it just it kills so much the potential for that industry to really go anywhere when you require in-person registration. So, uh, so West Virginia, yeah, they're they're definitely planning online and and are looking at doing it the right way. You know, you know, when we talk about online, I, I know West Virginia doesn't even have online casinos. What's the status on the online casinos before they start doing online sports betting? It seems logical for me, you know, get the online casinos that gives them the platform and you can do the betting right through those platforms. But uh, what is the status of online casinos themselves in West Virginia? The status right now is pretty much nothing happening. Mm-hmm. And it's unlikely that it's going to happen at least in the very near future just because they're going to be so focused on, on what they just did with sports betting. Uh, but the same uh, same uh, state house representative, Sean Fluharty, who was uh, so positive about sports betting, has also been advocating online gambling, online casinos in the state, online poker. And uh, and those products could, could be coming in the next couple of years, but they would have to pass separate legislation. And there's a good chance that many of the states who get involved in sports betting are going to address online gambling separately just because uh, I think more than anything because of the interest groups involved, uh, even even if there's similar products that seem to everybody like they should go hand in hand, a lot of states just, they, they're looking to the sports leagues for what to do on, on sports betting or, or to sports stakeholders and for other forms of gambling, they're looking more to the casinos and to other groups. And so uh, while there is some overlap in, in who's talking about each, uh, it just seems like separate legislation is probably going to be the way things go down, at least over the next couple of years. 
You know, one of the great things uh, I always think when I grew up in New Jersey is that I saw the evolution of Atlantic City. And my dad used to tell me when he went to Atlantic City before the casinos, they had the steel pier, the diving bell, and the diving horse. Now, you lived in West Virginia before there were casinos. What was the evolution of West Virginia like as it just started becoming a gambling state? It's it's an interesting question because I I grew up in Charleston, but uh, when I was in college, my dad moved out to the area known as uh, Cross Lanes or around there, and that's where the uh, the at the time the dog track was, which is now Mardi Gras Casino. It's the only only casino that's really in the center of the state. And uh, when I would go to that dog track, which I went to a handful of times in the like early to mid two thousands, it was I would definitely call it a very seedy place. It was just a, a, a small track for greyhound racing and. Uh, they had some slot machines in there. I can't remember if they were real slots or uh, kind of video fake slots or you know the kind of things they have in lottery centers or whatever. But they had some other gambling devices in there. But it was the kind of place that you didn't see any of like the normal people you know from from town and hanging out there. It was other people hanging around. I I don't know. I didn't go there a ton of times, but it was definitely not not the kind of place that you call your friends and decide to go out to, even though a lot of my friends were into gambling and poker and stuff like that. It was just not a place that anyone really ever thought to go. And, uh, and now they've turned it into this, this full on, uh, casino. It's, it's pretty nice. Mardi Gras. I haven't actually been there, but I've seen a lot of pictures and heard a lot about it. And it seems like they've, they've turned it into a really, uh, a nice place for people who like to go out for that kind of, for that kind of entertainment. Adam, we're running out of time, but I want to remind everyone to stay on top of these important issues at penbets.com and njonlinegambling.com. Adam Small, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks so much, Dave. Great to be on. And you know what? That's going to do it for us. No time for a mailbag because, damn it, West Virginia was too damn exciting. So come back next week for more House of Cards. See ya. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.